0: Everybody. Welcome to Faith and Good Counsel, a show to uplift and inspire women and our families where we tell you not our truth, but the truth with the sweetness of the feminine, where we talk about ways to live a virtuous life and all of the things that affect us as women and our vocation in whatever state of life we may be in. I'm Stacy Galino, host of Faith and Good Counsel, and I'm so pleased to be here today with my beloved co-host, Erin Berry-Hilfranco. Hi, Erin. Hey, Stacy. Oh, again, I'm still so ex- just excited to have you here in this studio. You may recall, listeners, that Erin has moved back home to the big BR, big Baton Rouge, <laughs> Louisiana, from which we are uh, take, doing our show today, and so it's just such a delight to have her here with me um, for our shows. And so, I want to welcome everybody back to Faith and Good Counsel, all you regular listeners out there. It's always such a delight and a pleasure and a joy to know that you're listening, and I know that you're listening because you let me know. I see you out in the community. I hear from you on social media. I hear from you on email, via phone, um, sometimes just to to tell, tell me what you're liking, giving ideas, and sometimes because you're in need. And that really warms my heart to know that I can be of assistance to you or that something that that we've talked about here in faith and good Counsel has been of assistance to you. And so I, I am available to you. If you need me, you feel free to um, email me at escalino at Catholic community radio.org. Um, and I'm, I'm also excited about our new listeners and to letting you know that you can get in touch with me here. If you would like to um, also, you can check us out at faith and good Counsel. We have a page on Facebook and um. Also, a, a good information that you can find out not only about Faith and Good Counsel, but all of the good local programming we have here at Catholic Community Radio, you can find at catholiccommunityradio.org. We've got all kinds of interesting um, programs, uh, the Journey, uh, excuse me, Kingdom Home, Kingdom Road, beg your pardon, um, around the table, which is, you know, if you've been to South Louisiana, you have uh, surely enjoyed the food. And that's a, 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 a show about being Catholic, being people of the table and food, so I, I check check them out. Check out not only Faithing Accounts but all the other good local programs that we have. And Erin, you have just the most fabulous blog. I'm just in awe. Just you know, holy pride. It's, it's a what's that? I need it's, to blog more. I feel like uh, with the move, I have
1: just put it all the way down the list.
0: Exactly, because you have learned to discern well and to prioritize. And it, it, believe me, it will come back. But she is the humble handmaid. So humblehandmade.com, you, you do want to go and check out. She's got all kinds of wisdom there from a number of years back. Um, and I learned so much from Erin, although I am much her senior in age. She teaches me so, so much. I have a blog too. And listen, mine has, doesn't <laughs> mine is teeny <laughs> compared to hers, but it is com, and I am desperately trying to get our old our our, our archives rather um back up there on, on that site so that you can go and check out a past show or uh, maybe some show information or um, some one of our guests. We've got a lot of good, we've had a lot of good guests. Uh, mm-hmm. Now we've been at this a little over a year or right at a year now. It's pretty been quite a, quite a blessing. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, I'm real excited, Erin, because um, as you know, sitting in the studio with us uh, for the next couple of segments, we have got return guest Mer- Melissa Marais. And uh, you may recall Melissa shared the beautiful story of uh, her family's journey with um, her daughter, Brittany, who is now St. Brittany, and um, Anne Marie Diabedy, And both Melissa and Anne Marie were on Wake Up Louisiana with us some time ago talking about Sacred Heart Enthronement. And um, I asked them to come back today because um, I've been thinking about the family, thinking about the brokenness in our society, and just how beautifully the devotion to the Sacred Heart can help us with that. So I can't wait to, to talk with them about that. But I, I've just babbled on here. You know, it's time to pray, Erin. And um, you've got such a beautiful prayer for the family there. And I'd like you to offer that for us, please. Be
1: happy to. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Heavenly Father, most good and gracious God, sustain our family in your love. Make our family home a place where holiness and love abound. In our daily actions, help each one of us to learn to be more like Jesus. Aid our family to imitate the holy family of Nazareth, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Help our family to learn from the good example of those families that especially please you in their way of life. May our family members learn to give good example always by living lives in true Christian faith, hope, and love. Assist our family in learning to bear pain and suffering as Jesus did. Aid our family members, too, in overcoming difficulties and carrying their crosses. Help our family life to lead to Jesus Christ, the source of all truth and happiness. We ask this through your Son, our Lord Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever.
0: Amen. Amen. All I can think to say is, ah, oh, that is just beautiful. And hearing your loving, nurturing, feminine voice offer that prayer for the family, Erin, is just very powerful, very, very powerful. And you know what else is powerful? I've been following, you know, I'm on Wake Up Louisiana, one of my jobs is to do the news. And I, I love reading the news every day from Pope Francis. Now that's news.
1: <laughs> I know. I was I was telling you guys earlier, I feel like I need to just wake up in the morning and read my Pope Francis news and what he's encouraging young families in for the day. Or He's just such a love. He's just he want such a so love.
0: Couldn't you just pinch his cheeks? Yeah. I wonder if he'd let that happen. You know, I saw a picture of him recently where he was doing a talk and a child climbed up in his chair and just took over his chair. And he looked back at the little child and just went on. Just, like, <laughs> just went on and the child sat there and listened in his Pope chair.
1: Oh, my goodness. That That's speaks. a story for your rehearsal dinner.
0: It just speaks <laughs> to who he is. He's just real. And, you know, he's been speaking so much about the family. He reminds me very, very much of his predecessors, John Paul II, who, as we know, great love, great understanding of the holiness of the family, the sacredness of the family, the Trinitarian nature of the family, as well as our beloved Pope Benedict, now Pope Emeritus. But um, I pulled just a couple of um Articles and I thought it would be, you know, pretty interesting just to kind of toss them about a bit. You know, one of them um, um, in October, back in October, he was saying it was called "Marriage isn't easy, but it's beautiful." You know, so so beautiful, really encouraging young people. Um, You certainly were married at a young age. I was too. I've got a few years on (laughs) you. Boy, I wish Pope Francis had been been around uh, in that time. But you know, the world we live in doesn't really encourage that. But He's very much uh, in defense of of marriage, as it's always been, the marriage of a man and a woman. And he had a beautiful quote here. Spousal and familial love clearly reveal that the vocation of the human person is to love one other person forever, and that the trials and sacrifices and crises in the life of the couple or the family are stages for growth in goodness, truth, and beauty. Now, we could just sit and ponder that, but that is so gorgeous. That's just really our call. That really orients us to our creation, to what we were called to be. And doesn't everyone way down deep truly desire and thirst for that?
1: Mm -hmm. It really kind of sets you up to, to remind you that whenever you're praying over a situation in your life or your marriage and it's challenging, just saying, Thank you Lord for this because it's an opportunity to grow in grace and to grow in virtue. And it just Exactly. I, I just, that's one thing I just love about our Catholic faith is because we we do look at our trials and sufferings and we have so much purpose, so much meaning behind them and just the the way that we deal with them just um it
0: grows our souls if it we let it. True. If you let if you're open to it and receptive and connecting with jesus learning from him learning from our lady um the wisdom of the holy family is profound in teaching us how we are to be within our own domestic church our domestic seminary as we've spoken about before you know it's so so beautiful and i love you know as you go on in this article this part is really my favorite my favorite part of the article he was talking about um confession he says when i hear the confession of a young married man or woman, And they refer to their son or daughter. I ask, how many children do you have? And they tell me, however many. Maybe they're expecting another question after that. But I always ask and tell me, do you play with your children? Do you waste time with your children? And that's a direct quote. He says, the free gift of a parent's time is so important. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, I, I certainly didn't grow up in a time when that was promoted it was certainly achieve 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 work 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 success means what you can produce how high you can climb the corporate ladder and it's like you're almost made to feel guilty when your heart's desires really and it always was for me to be with my children to play with my children but in the back of your head are these voices this radically feministic kind of voice track that plays in your head you have other things to do you know Mm -hmm. and it makes you not it it could make you not emotionally available to your children What a blessing to be not only given permission, but to to be instructed to waste time with your children. Yeah,
1: and you know, on the flip side of that, um, I got to spend some time with my grandparents this weekend with my mom. My mom um, is a caretaker um, uh, several weekends a month for my grandparents. And just getting, I took my kids and with my mom, and we had lunch for Gran's birthday. And just, um, we wasted time with Gran and Papa, and we Mm. sat and talked to them and let the kids goof off with them and play and it wasn't about okay what can we get done while we're here pay bills or exactly. clean the house we just we sat with them and let the dishes stack up in the sink and that was Ooh.
0: beautiful Ooh, ouch that just <laughs> seems wrong right you know <laughs> no yeah. i love that and really it's not it's a play on words it's not wasted time it's the most exactly. precious precious thing and you don't get it back you know and i, I look at young families like yours aaron and just others at wherever I go, and and um, I'm getting used to being an empty nester. But boy, if I could turn that clock back, you know, I would so appreciate. You know, if I knew then what I know now, boy, it would be a different. It would be a different thing. So I, I always, I, I affirm young parents in playing and delighting in their children, and and we want to be delighted in too. And I bet your grandparents enjoyed being delighted in. They did. They did. I just think was that's a great day. So beautiful. You know, Pope Francis has been talking about the joy in our home, too, questioning us about the harmony in our home lives. You know, how do we carry our joy in our home? And and speaking about how the family that experiences the joy of faith, we just communicate it naturally. And I hope and pray that, that that's something that, because I am madly in love with Jesus Christ and with my Almighty Father and the Holy Spirit and Our Lady and just my faith, and I hope that I share that, you know, Um, wherever I go, it is my, my desire to do that. And I actually, I had a couple of experiences. I I went and wasted some time a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago with, uh, with my children, two of my three children. One of them lives in New York. And that's just a really special place, as you know. (laughs) And I'll share this one with you. Um, I was driving, uh, getting into a car to go back to the airport. And there was a gentleman driving the car who witnessed me, he dropped um, Amanda, my oldest child off. And he witnessed me in the rearview mirror grab her face very gently, trace a cross on her forehead, kiss her forehead, kiss her gently, tell her I loved her. And he was almost in tears. It's just like he doesn't see this. And I, so the, the rest of the hour back to the airport was spent with him, me just listening oh. and him sharing the brokenness of his heart, the broken relationships of his children the broken relationship with his ex-wife who has now passed away from breast cancer and his regrets over decisions made and behaviors and choices. And um, I didn't really have to say much. I just was with him. And when I left him, when we parted, he said, keep on blessing the world with your faith and with your love. And I got to tell you, I I was choked up. It was that simple, uh, Something I've done with my children since they were born is trace a cross in their forehead. And um, and my child is just, my children, the most precious things to me. I was just merely telling her goodbye. That's our goodbye. And it moved him so deeply. And I think that's the love that I hope and pray that that's the love that Pope Francis is encouraging us toward in our families, in our each and every individual holy family. Well, you know, we're coming up on our break. And so we're going to be visiting with Melissa Marais and Anne-Marie Dabody, Erin. So everybody stick around with us. You're listening to Faith and Good Counsel. I'm Stacey Galeno with Erin Franco. We'll be back in just a moment.
2: Berryland Campers serves the Gulf Coast of Louisiana and Mississippi and is a proud supporter of Catholic Community Radio. Berryland Campers, online at berrylandcampers.com. That's berrylandcampers.com. Ready for the new liturgical year? Catholic Art and Gifts offers a full line of gifts for Advent, Christmas, communion, confirmation, and baptism. Catholic Art and Gifts, located at 6184 Florida Boulevard, 926-1216, online at zieglers.com. St. Mary's Books and Gifts supports the mission of Catholic Radio in Baton Rouge and carries items such as books, art, and sacramental gifts. St. Mary's Books and Gifts is located on the corner of Florida and Sherwood Forest Boulevard. St. Mary's Books and Gifts, 272-4030. Hello, this is Chef John Fulce, asking you to consider giving your old card
0: to a charity that has served our area for 141 years, St. Vincent de Paul. They have my support and they need yours. Call St. Vincent de Paul at 383-7837. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith and Good Counsel with Stacy Galena, a beautiful, lovely co-host here with me today, Aaron Berryhill Franco. <laughs> Welcome back, Aaron.
1: <laughs> I love her intros. Oh, it's she's all so, true. I just so speak.
0: <laughs> I just speak the truth. That's all I can do. I, I pray and hope, but I definitely am speaking the truth about Aaron. She is quite lovely. Quite lovely. Check her out at humblehandmade.com. I know you'll you'll agree with me. <laughs> and you know, Aaron. So excited to have our, our guests, these beautiful ladies here, returned guests to Faith and Good Counsel. Help me, Erin, to welcome Melissa Maray and Anne Marie Dobity. Good morning. Welcome back, Thank ladies. To have you. You. So great to be here. Oh, oh nice. I just Thank you so much. I just feel so loved and in the arms of Jesus when they come. We're, our room here is filled with his holy face and his beautiful sacred heart. The ladies brought us his beautiful, beautiful image that we are venerating and offering to him with great love as we as we speak today. And that is what we're going to be talking about today. We're going to be talking about the sacred heart and how our understanding of Jesus and the family and that love that we're called to, the love that and the mercy that he offers us can help us as women in our vocations and all of our stations of life and help us to be virtuous. And we're going to talk a little bit about and learn on a deeper level why our pope Francis is talking to us so deeply about the family and our call and our role in the family and how how practically can we bring Jesus within our moment to moment day to day lives. And so um ladies as you know we're coming up on the feast of Christ the King and um I, I before we move into our topic for the day I wanted to just share with you uh, one of my favorite um books of formation is it's called Divine Intimacy. It's a beautiful beautiful book of reflections based on the daily readings and there was a beautiful one uh, for the feast of christ the king Um, i'm just going to share a portion with you because to me it speaks to this call this divine intimacy that we are called to to jesus christ who is our king and so let me just share with you now i'm reading to you uh, it's a reflection on john 18 33 through 37 and it's speaking about um, how Jesus and chose his passion. It says, But by this act, Jesus also tells us that he prefers to manifest his kingship far more as a conquest of his blood than a, as a title belonging to him in virtue of his divine nature. So he chose not to raise himself up, but to humble himself. And we'll find that that's a theme as we continue to talk today. Um, We should go to meet our divine King with all the yearning of our soul. He presents himself to us under an appearance so human, so loving, so welcoming, stretching out his arms on the cross to invite all to come to him, showing us the wound in his side as the symbol of his love. Far from trying to escape his dominion, we should beseech him to be the sole ruler of our mind and our heart, and the complete master of our will, we should submit ourselves and all that belongs us belongs to us to his most gentle rule, and may I say his most gentle, gentle sacred heart. I mean, don't you just want to envelop yourself in his arms and tell him that you love him and, and just magnify him and glorify him, worthy is the lamb that was slain. I just love that reflection. And so there's a tie, isn't there, Anne-Marie, mm-hmm. to the Sacred Heart devotion and the Feast of Christ the King?
3: Certainly. Um, Pope Benedict XV made that connection. And it's very important for us. And it gives us a second opportunity during the church year to focus on the heart of Christ. Wow. Wow.
0: So much. You know, that's the thing. I'm I'm coming to the faith as a convert now, 30 year, 30 year convert, still ever fresh, ever new, never, never will plumb the full depths of the richness of the Catholic faith. But that's what I so love about it. It's just it's just profound. There's so much more to learn. I learned something new today. Benedict the 15th and the Sacred Heart and Christ the King. You just <laughs> you never know. You know, there's always something new to learn and i 'm learning uh, as Aaron and I were speaking in the previous segment about Pope Francis, more and more and more about Jesus and the family, the Holy Family, what we 're called to um, in our own families to as to emulate the holy Family um, and I know that that Jesus spoke to us very clearly about the family, the family, and the home throughout scripture throughout tradition you know that this was so important to him he chose to reveal himself to us through the home through the family and i i wanted to um, anne marie for you to expound on that a little bit because i know you have um
3: you've been sharing so beautifully with us
0: off air i can't wait for the folks (laughs) to hear
3: (laughs) so well god chose to send his son jesus could have come in any form and yet god chose to send him as a little baby into a simple, humble, poor home with Mary and Joseph, who were such good, faithful Jews. And so he came into that home, and that's where he had his religious foundation as a young Jew. And he chose to stay there for up to 30 years until he began his public ministry. He was in that home. He learned his trade from his father and worked with him. And his mother took care of him and taught him, and they shared this beautiful relationship. And his first miracle was at a wedding feast. Uh, it was Mary's cousin that got married, and, and the wine was running out, and she asked him, and he performed his own first miracle because he couldn't refuse her anything. I love and, and, and
0: my, some of my favorite words in the, in the Scripture from Our Lady, which guide me, do whatever he tells you. That's one reason I'm sitting here today on radio, because (laughs) I had to do whatever he told me and he was telling me to say yes. And so, so, so beautiful. And, you know, I love that his first miracle was at a wedding. It speaks to the importance of marriage and family and togetherness. And, you know, when we try to divorce Christ from our families, the results are not good. I actually have some statistics here I thought I would share with you all. This is coming from um, various sources, the Center for Disease Control, which you know is a governmental, secular source, Heritage Foundation, some other, the Journal of Marriage and Family, so peer-reviewed journals. Okay, here we go. Quick facts about the breakdown of marriage and family. And, th- and this, answers the qu- this answers the question, why should we have our Lord, besides the fact that he created us, why should we have him in our home helping us? okay. So secular statistics, 41% of children are born to unmarried mothers, 73% for African American uh, families, 71% of poor families are in an unmarried situation. Marriage decreases the probability that a child will live in poverty by 82%. So in other words, if you think that is profound, isn't it? Very. It's just deep. It's deep. Fatherless or single-parent homes produce children who are two times more likely to be arrested for juvenile crime. They're wounded. They're wounded. They're hurting. They're broken. Two times more likely to be treated for emotional and behavioral problems. That's fatherless or single-parent homes. Two times more likely to be suspended or expelled from school. Three times more likely to end up in jail by age 30. Is that brokenness? Wow. That is brokenness. Compared to a married mother and father, children living with an unmarried mother and a biological father are four times more likely to be sexually, physically, or emotionally abused. An unmarried mother and a boyfriend are eleven times the children are eleven times more likely to be sexually, physically, or emotionally abused, and on. And on and on and on I could go on. Do I need to go on to express the brokenness of our society? But there is an answer. There is an answer, and it is Christ, and it is Christ. And so that's why I have you ladies here today. Because when we were when we were speaking after the Wake Up Louisiana show that happened, I, I think several months ago now, I was so moved not only by what you shared on the show about enthronement of Sacred Heart in your home, which is what we'll talk about next segment. But also the conversation we had off air and about this beauty that you both hold, your understanding of the sacred heart devotion, your understanding of the, the beauty, the unity, the humility of the Holy Family and how we're called to that. And if we live in the example of the Holy Family in love with Christ, how much better, how much more profound, um, how much more loving our families are. And so I wanted to just talk a little bit about more about the Sacred Heart devotion. And then, you know, we'll get into some, pra- how, what does that mean? How can I implement that in my family? Mm-hmm. You know, the simple, we need the simple ladies. And so maybe we'll talk a little bit about the Holy Family. I think that would be a lovely reflection for us. We've been talking so much about the family of Pope Francis. So maybe Melissa can share some with us there.
4: I just, if you ponder on the Holy Family, think of Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Can you just imagine the love, the honesty, the sharing, and most of all, the prayer life in their holy family? It's just so inspirational. And if we could all be drawn to that, how much better the world would be, what a better place it would be. And- There would be
0: so less, not a lot of pride going on. No. A lot of humility, a lot of authentic love that people are thirsty for, like my, my car driver. broken and thirsting and recognizes when they see when people see authentic love they are moved they are moved by that and this is what you're talking about so beautiful with the holy family that communion of the holy family
4: there's just so many families that come to us when they're asking about the enthronement um and you can see the sorrow and the brokenness in their families and through the enthronement and making your home a domestic church, meaning a, a place of prayer for your family. If we can think back to our grandparents' homes, um, most had images of Jesus and Mary. Um, our grandparents, who can remember them with their rosaries in their hands and how prayerful they yes. were. Mm-hmm. And how much, even to today, it planted a seed in our hearts that, you know, we pick up our rosary today and think, wow, I can remember my grandmother praying it over and over and over. But how prayer just makes your home so inviting um to others they come in and they want to know what do you do different right, what's going right. on in your home um when you think about decorating your home do you think about placing an image of jesus in your home maybe we worry about what others might think mm-hmm. yeah um so many I don't. people today know Not me, me either me, nope. <laughs> you need to walk into my home <laughs> <laughs> it is be- is beautiful. yeah there are uh images of christ in every room that Thank is awesome and yeah. so many people want to keep it current, you know, not to knock interior decorators, but most would never tell you an image of Jesus will look great in your home. Um, but we can't keep Jesus locked up. We have to step forward and proclaim that he is our Lord and Savior. This doesn't mean to God on the streets proclaiming um, Jesus. It means to make a statement in your home right. where Jesus and thinking of th- um, his humble family
0: Right. And that's the most intimate of places. That's where we are real. That's where the love is. That's where the warmth is. And I notice, um, you know, uh, and when people do come into my home, um, not the best housekeeper, I do try to, you know, keep the clutter to a minimum and clean and, and whatnot. But what people do notice is there's a warmth there. There's a welcoming there and there's love there. And it is intriguing. People actually look at the, the Catholic art, the, the, just the sacred art that I've collected. Um, nothing very expensive, but Jesus is everywhere. And you know what? People are really, we think people are going to think, ooh, you know, or, or that's odd, or you don't have the latest modern, you know, whatever in your house. No, I really don't. My home is dedicated. I mean, you know who I am, by when you walk into my home and people comment on it and they love it. Exactly. And I feel safe.
1: It's kind of that matter of fact, ordinary living out of that's your faith right. that, that people say, Wow, what is what is that secret? And it's not flashy, it's not evangelical, it's, right. like on purposely like in their face kind of thing. not at all. It's just it's just you. And I, I I know that's what I like about your house. It's very it's just, matter of
0: fact. I love I love people. I see their soul when I look at people. And I want them to know that they're loved. And it's a reminder to me to behave, frankly, okay? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I need those reminders. Uh, my personality is a little feisty, I believe I've mentioned. And it's very helpful for me to look and to see. And I have a crucifix from an old Catholic church right by my sink. And I pick it up and I kiss it many times a day. I mean, that's how much I love my Lord and Savior. So I have a question about it. So when you... and think- we. Yeah, we may have to keep that to the next break. But why For don't sure. you give us, I'll uh, tell you what, let's go ahead to a break. Save that because I can tell it's really good. So um, you're listening to Faith and Good Counsel with Aaron Franco and our guests today, Melissa Murray and Anne-Marie Daubede. And um, we're going to get back to that question just a moment in the next segment. Be right back.
2: recent years, media has gained great cultural influence. Catholic Life TV provides truthful, God-centered programming which benefits all our viewing audience.
4: Thanks to funding through the Bishop's Annual Appeal, everyone can receive the Gospel message. For more information, please call
2: 225-336-8790 or visit BAabr.org.
1: Programming on Catholic Community Radio is brought to you in part by Cale Smith of Northwestern Mutual, 225-408-4585, the Northwestern Mutual Life Insurance Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin.
2: Catholic Community Radio.
4: Well, I, I think it's filling a need, I think people are hungry for the truth. And I think uh, the, the more professional we can sound and compete with with the others, and you know, in the marketplace, the more people are going to draw in
2: Catholic Radio for your community.
4: And that's why the Holy Father he just mentioned the importance of of Catholics knowing how to work in the media and knowing how to use the media wisely and to use it well. This is your station. The Church has, for for decades, especially since Inter with um, Vatican II, has been on the on the front lines, engaging the culture and understanding that the media are so important. And so I can't I, I am amazed at the response we get just because it's just so humbling to be on on the receiving end of of the comments and how people have grown and what they've learned. And it's it's a phenomenal part of the new evangelization.
2: Call with your donation at 448-3754 or online at brcatholicradio.com.
0: Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Faith and Good Counsel with Stacey Galino, Erin Franco, and our beautiful guests today, Melissa Murray and Anne-Marie Dobity. Welcome back, ladies. Thank
3: you. Thank you.
0: I'm so enjoying this conversation today, and there's so much we could talk about. Boy, the time flies by, flies by. But I, I had to interrupt my lovely co-host, Erin, because a break was coming up, but now we're back. So, Aaron, what was your question?
1: Uh, so we've been talking about in the enthronement, and so it's a actually a ceremony where you ask Christ to be the Lord of your home. And I, I guess I was wondering what, why would I want to do that? Like, what, what? At what point did he? I think it was Saint Mar- Margaret Mary Alacoque. Yep. And he appeared to her, had some kind of experience, and he said, "I will do this if you enthrone me
3: in your home." Or you kind know, of what? What's the background, and what did he offer her? Okay, um, in the late 17th century, there were several stunning apparitions of Jesus to this nun in paris le in France. And he appeared to her exposing his heart, which uh, had symbols of his passion, a crown of thorns around it, a crucifix above it, rays of light coming out, and flames above it. And he explained them to her and he said i will bless every place in which an image of my heart shall be exposed and honored and that's why we do the enthronement of a sacred heart because jesus asked us to
0: and that should really just you know be enough but in this day and time we we have so many questions about what's in it for me why would i want to <laughs> do this you know but if our hearts would just be open to him and release from all of that, you know, life would be so much more beautiful and so much simpler. And, you know, I love, Erin, um, you, you're holding here in your hand on the back of this beautiful picture, the 12 promises that he gave to St. Margaret Mary Alacoque and um, Anne-Marie. Uh, maybe you could just share just a few of them with us um, that you think are that we should know about today.
3: Sure. He said that uh, he will give, every, you know, all the graces necessary for your state in life. He said, I will establish peace in your families and comfort you in your afflictions and you will find my heart an assured refuge during life and especially at the hour of death. Wow. And when we think of our culture today, it's so secular, it's, I don't know, sometimes I think we're becoming quite pagan actually, if we follow what's going yeah. on in the culture. Yeah, sure. And surely we, we as Christians and Catholics must be disturbed about this and how it is affecting our lives, our children, and and the culture out there, you know, what is going on. And so this is an answer. This is the answer that Jesus has given us. Make me the Lord of your home. I will take over. I will bring peace. I will bring love. And this is what we see and we have experienced in our own homes, Melissa and I, and also what we hear so many people coming to us and telling us.
0: Well, you're talking to, I know we want to actually get to that specific process of enthronement, but you're talking so deeply, I think, anne about the personal relationship with Jesus. We hear that sort of, you know, thrown around sometimes, but it's really, really something that we need to prayerfully, prayerfully do. Learn, get to know him. He is a person. He loves us more than we have the capacity to love him in return. You know, maybe talk a little bit about what a personal relationship with Jesus looks like. Okay.
3: Well, in my own life, I was raised in a Catholic family, very strict Catholic family. I was in Catholic boarding school in a convent. Wow. Uh, I mean, it was very, very Catholic. But you know what? I did not know what a personal relationship with Jesus was. And so here was I as a young married woman. We were 12 years married, had two kids. And then my husband became ill, and over a period of five years, the symptoms grew, and eventually he was diagnosed with multiple sclerosis. By that time, uh, he looked as though he was reaching the end of his life, and I really didn't know what to do. I just felt, Lord, here am I, and I came before the Lord in total brokenness, total need. I had no other answer, and I came to him. And at that moment, he revealed himself in a a very clear manner to me. And he said, my strength is made perfect in your weakness. Mm. And there was nothing else that I needed to hear right then. Those were the words that I needed to hear. And from the awareness of his presence, I didn't see him, but I knew he was there. And these words spoke to my heart and that began a personal relationship with me and jesus and that's what he wants for each and every one of us he wants to be intimate with us he actually wants us to live in his heart wow and that's i think that's what's so beautiful this has
0: been a number of years ago and what's grown from that Anne marie as you've grown more in your personal relationship with christ relishing and embracing the beauty and richness of the catholic church is the church that he left us, right? That's correct. You know, you've, you've grown into this and um, becoming involved with enthronement of the Sacred Heart. And I, when you, I hear both you and Melissa speak about the Sacred Heart and enthronement, um, I'm just, my heart is so moved that I'm actually going to be doing that um, in my home. Yeah. So, um, and I know Aaron's <laughs> got some questions about it too. So maybe, maybe we could talk about the enthronement process. What, what does that mean? What should we expect?
4: Enthroning the um your home to the Sacred Heart of Jesus is when um you want to make Christ the King of your home, and you proclaim Him as Lord and Savior over your home. Um, it's a ceremony where your family gathers in prayer, consecrating themselves to Him. And when you place the image of the Sacred Heart on your wall, you're proclaiming Him as Lord and Savior of your home. Um. We've had many people in our parish sign up for this, and you've seen the transformation and the stories that they share. We just had a potluck, and it was amazing the testimonies that the people got up and shared of how Christ has touched them in ways, people with cancer in their lives. And um, it's, when you walk into your home to see an image of Jesus in your home, a place to go and pray, and his sacred heart is exposed, it just draws you in such a deep way and so enthroned in your home is a short ceremony it takes about 15 minutes Um, it's lay we are lay apostles of the sacred heart you just have to have your image blessed by the priest and um, we will show up at your home and it's a wonderful ceremony there's a novena that you prepare a nine day novena and um, so you prepare, so let me, let,
0: let's go back. Okay, so we want to have, let's say we want to have our home enthroned. We would contact either Melissa or Anne Marie. We would have our image already blessed by the priest. Yes. Or, and, and the priest does not need to be there, although Correct. probably one could be there if yes. we chose. And it's really short. And then we do, we, there's a
4: preparatory novena nine days prior. Nine days prior. Where
0: would we find that novena?
4: We actually have it in the enthronement ceremonial booklet. So everything is compact in there. You have the 12 promises in there. Um, and it just prepares you a little reading of the history of the Sacred Heart. And then from there, there are three ceremonies um, in your state in life. If you're a married couple, if you're a widow, divorced. And it will help. these ceremonies are particular to you. Um, so they're all based on the same, uh, the Bible readings. and um, But it's making that statement of enthroning Christ as king of your home. And the procession of it, the singing, the songs, it's just it's very beautiful.
0: Wow.
1: Do you have to have a priest present or just a lay apostle of the Sacred Heart? Just
4: a lay apostle of the Sacred okay. Heart. The priests are so busy today. We would love yeah. for all of them to come. And we've had a priest at some of our ceremonies, but mm. for the most part, it's La- the lay apostolate. And to become a lay apostolate, you just have to have your, your home enthroned to the sacred heart and be present to witness some of the enthronements. Mm-hmm. And then wow. you're able to go out. And, and do you
1: have to have a specific image of the sacred heart?
4: Yes. They ask that your image, as Anne-Marie spoke earlier, of the symbols of the sacred heart, that it would have the cross, the crown of thorns, and the flame. Mm-hmm. And... To depict, because we don't want to water down what the symbols mean, so you want to have all these symbols in the image. Wow.
1: Okay, but it can be, could it be like a piece of original artwork that may have
0: all of those
4: symbols in there clearly? Okay. I
0: love to collect antique images of the Sacred Heart. I have several. (laughs) And listen, if you go to just old antique stores, I guarantee you in a corner of an antique store for a really cheap price, you're going to find an image of the Sacred Heart. Because they're, like you said earlier, Melissa, they were in every grandmother and grandfather's home. Yes. I mean, you know, and, and they're deceased now, and maybe their family members didn't. For whatever reason, it's ended up, you know, in an antique store, and it needs to come home with you. Yeah, You, you need to rescue to, it. You need to rescue. <laughs> I've got lots of rescues at my my house, and, uh, I, you know, I love, love, they're so beautiful. Who needs a, a piece of art that you're going to throw away one day when you can have a glorious glorious picture of our Lord our creator and um he's so so beautiful in these images and Mm -hmm. so I tell you what I'm 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 pretty pretty fired up about having my home enthroned I mean I have the images everywhere but we've not done you've we've not done the enthronement and you know Oh, um, so let me, I wanted to go back to these 12 promises for a minute. I'm just reflecting on the conversation of the day and, and just in general, the news that I'm reading, the state of the world, the, the statistics I read earlier. And I'm I'm thinking about this little humble nun, St. Margaret Mary Alacoque, who, whom Lord, the Lord could find someone who loved him at that time. It was hard for him to find someone in this 17th, was it 17th century, Anne-Marie? Yes. Well, right off the bat, number one, I will give them all the graces necessary for their state of life. Think about that for a minute. Whatever is going on in our state of life at every moment. I know I've had some states of life that have been deeply troubling, frightening, turmoil, chaos, and at every moment he has given me the grace that I needed for that state in life. But you know, I'm actively asking for those graces. I'm actively connecting with him, praying, being devoted to him. You have to make, you have to make the effort. And I love uh, the divine mercy um, devotion. And I know that there is a connection on um, Marie to the divine mercy. And in fact, in my home, you will pass through both images I, multiple times every day from my <laughs> kitchen to my bedroom. There's sacred heart of Jesus on one side and, Divine mercy on the other, and I'm just <laughs> passing through the <laughs> rays multiple times a day. I will establish peace in their families. I, love that I mean, okay, so we have the secular model with the brokenness that we spoke about earlier. Oh, wouldn't you love to have peace? Peace amongst the joys and the sorrows. The peace that surpasses all understanding. This one I love. I've had a, a wayward child. I will give to priests the power to touch the most hardened hearts. And we, there's so, so many. And, you know, in our last few minutes, I just want you ladies, if, if you would, to give us uh, any contact information that we, might, that we might be able, if we have a listener that would like to, to explore enthronement of the Sacred Heart and learn more about the devotion. Sure.
3: Um, you can contact either... Um, myself, Anne-Marie Dabody, uh, phone number 504-443-2204, or by email at amdabadie at att.net, or Melissa Mari at 504-756-1891, and email Melissa. Mari, M-A-R-A-I-S-T, at yahoo.com. Thank you so, so much, ladies. God
0: bless you for your ministry and your time here today. I I know that hearts have been moved. And, you know, um, there's a glorious quote from St. Faustina, and it's actually Jesus speaking to St. Faustina. He says, My daughter, know that my heart is mercy itself. From the sea of mercy, graces flow out upon the whole world. No soul that has approached me has ever gone away unconsoled. All misery gets buried in the depths of my mercy, and every saving and sanctifying grace flows from this fountain. Devote yourself to the Sacred Heart, I ask you. Come to the fountain. He's there for you. He loves you. Almighty God loves you. Thank you so much for being with us today. You've been listening to Faith and Good Counsel. I'm Stacy Galena with Aaron Franco. Pax Christi, y'all. We'll see you next time on Faith and Good Counsel. Bye-bye.
4: A prayer to the Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. Fill the hearts of thy faithful, and enkindle in them the fire of your love. Send forth your Spirit, and they shall be created, and you shall renew the face of the earth. O God, you taught the hearts of your faithful by the light of the Holy Spirit. Grant that by the same gift of that same Spirit, we may be truly wise, and ever rejoice in his consolation. We ask this through Christ our Lord. Amen.
2: Holiday Helpers will host its 27th annual Thanksgiving together at the Baton Rouge River Center Thursday, November 28th from 11 to 2. Everyone's invited. This is a community-wide dinner. For more information, call 927-3866. Join us for the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass, live from Our Lady of Mercy Parish in Baton Rouge, weekdays at noon and Sunday mornings at 1030 on Catholic Community Radio 1380 WPYR.